Ham and rolls, ham and rolls, ham and rolls. Welcome to the Ham and Roll Show with your hosts, Josh Janice and Jared Bell. We bring awareness to the topics that we are thinking about, and hopefully everybody's thinking about just two monkeys rifting off each other, trying to learn what this whole crazy universe is about. Welcome to the Ham and Roll Show. Today's topic is how do we sort through the information age, the, the era of information, and actually get good information that's reliable and accurate and, and factual-based? Well, everything I read online, Jared, is that's absolutely true. If it's online, it's got to be true. And if it's on YouTube, it's definitely true. Definitely true. So, ah, man... This is, a, this is a great topic and one that I think, you know, we want to bring awareness to different topics. And this is one that I don't think gets a lot of exposure. I, you know what? Now that you say that, I find that, that interesting of how many people are talking about the information and how you acquire quality information. Do we got to turn me down a little bit? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to yeah. I didn't even get loud yet, Josh. I think you popped my eardrums on that. <laughs> let's, let's take Jared down a notch. Yeah, perfect. Um, no, I, I, I'm excited because, you know, in, in our thoughts of this show, it's, it's the awareness, right, that, that, that starts all change in life. And then it's the information that you, you acquire regarding the awareness topic that, that, that you're seeking. And... In a, in a day and age where there's so much information, how do you really figure out? Like, I mean, think about it. If you pick the wrong information, you could spend years going down the wrong road, and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I missed that. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to swear less now. Less, less. yes, but you let one slip. That's okay. We, we slipped. I'm sorry, my bell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let me just kind of give, like, frame this out. It was, it was interesting. Uh, uh, not too long ago, I had a friend um, that was... Just one. Yeah, it's, it's my only friend. Uh, he was having uh, his first child. And as the time got closer and closer and closer, you know, he, was, he wasn't sleeping. Um, his anxiety was, was out to change. He's worrying about this. He doesn't know what to do. And he's feeling lost. And, you know, he's just going down a very bad mental road. And he picked up a parenting book. Uh, apparently a good one. Because after he read that book, 80% of that went away. And, and why is that? It's because he learned about what he was fearing, right? So he acquired good information about it. So, you know, but what if you're trying to figure out parenting? Which book is good? Which one's bad? What articles are accurate? Which ones are not? And then today you Google how to parent frick. You know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Save that. Got him. <laughs> Got that F-bomb out of there. Um... But it, you so, know, so your friend picked up this book, and it, it, it was good information for him, whether it was good information or not. We don't, I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. But it was good information for him, and it helped settle, the, settle his anxiety about uh, becoming a parent for the first time. Because he just didn't know about being a parent. You know, right. and how many things do we worry about that once we learn about them, it's almost like, you know, the, the concept of fear is the compass, Right. Fear points you in the direction of where you want to go. And as soon as you cross over, you, you go try it. You go do it. You go learn about it. The fear dissipates. Yes. So I, I don't want to go all over the board yeah. as far as topics wise, because I feel like there's a couple in there. The idea that we want to focus on, I think, is how do we know if it's good information? How do we know if it's good? And how do you know that you're 
getting a well-rounded source of information. And, and let me just, because this was huge to me recently, is I've been paying a lot of attention to diet and, and the food and, and, and viewing food as more of a fuel source. And what is the best fuel source? Well, man, I felt, I felt misled. I felt manipulated. I mean, I was flat out pissed when I learned about uh, what, what meats and things really are to your body and what inflammation is. So I've been studying health now for a couple of years, right? I've been learning about different things and trying to eat healthier. And then all of a sudden I ran into this, this plant-based information. And there's this great book called The Plant-Based Athlete and a couple of good documentaries I watched. But it was the, I, the information I've been getting for years about health never incorporated this. It, it didn't even bring it up. And then all of a sudden I learned about this and I learned that processed meats, uh, uh, according to the World Health Organization, is a, a class one carcinogenic. They rate it the same as cigarettes. I mean, that's crazy, dude. But I didn't even know about it. So let's say if you're going to go look at health, right? How do, you, how do you go sort through all this? I mean, shit, there's a lot of information on health. That's a good one to kind of even look at. If what's good, what's right? How, how do you tell? We've talked in a previous podcast about trust. Trust is the ultimately the answer, trusting the source. But how do you get to that point is like the $100 million question, right? If you were going to go research health in today's world, how would you pick out what information is reliable and accurate so you can base your decisions, right, and your actions that are going to produce the different outcomes in your life off of a great base? So let's, let's take a... Let's take an example. Let's say Men's Health Magazine has a writer, and that writer uh, was an English major in college. Let's say that's, I mean, they're a writer, right? That's what they do. And then they go talk to a scientist for a story. Their editor gives them a, okay, this is what we want in the story. So you have uh, an English major, a writer, going to talk to a scientist. There's going to be some sort of, disconnect there. They're not going to speak exactly the same language because the writer who's giving us the information is not the uh, chemist biologist. Lost in translation. Yeah, there's going to be quite a bit that's lost in translation because it's coming from a writer's perspective. And not to mention a writer that has to answer to an editor, you know, as to what's in the article, right? So then we read an article and it, we, we get these like mini snippets of Dr. So-and-so says this, and therefore you should do that. And these little snippets, I mean, maybe they're good intended, maybe they're not. Maybe you, obviously you don't want to put like scientific journals in, in every men's health magazine that you're reading through. That, that's not interesting to people. People aren't going to digest that. But the, the real challenge is having people that can write also have the scientific background, let's say we're talking about food, right? Also have that background so they can, so we can learn exactly what's going on. And then the writer or the editor or the paper or whatever it is to not have a bias one way or another. I mean, that's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask. And I would actually challenge that the, that it's not necessarily that the writer has to be an expert in it, but he has to be an expert in finding information. If you went and talked to one scientist, you did not do your, your, your readership uh, uh, just 
uh, analysis of whatever the topic is because you know I think one of the the standards that that we should talk about is that if you if you don't know the opposing argument to what it is that you you believe then you're not you're not able to see the whole picture you're stuck on just a little slice of the spectrum right so I think one of the key concepts is is seeing the entire spectrum not saying you got to believe it or agree with it but to know that it exists meaning that there's probably a another i don't know what you're doing right now josh is playing with i'm, I'm seeing if I, my microphone is picking up your talking uh -huh. as well and if that's going to screw with our sound i i think oh you know what i think you might have had something there yeah so now I'm we're gonna, just going to move over a seat we got to sit here like idiots with cupping our microphones Jared has a chimp shirt on currently. <laughs> These giant eyes were. Is it a orangutan? My bad. Yeah, you're bad. Actually, that's a good point. Nice job. See, we're still learning how to use microphones. <laughs> just two monkeys just out here <laughs> rifting it. Um, but to uh, to go with that, you know, did this guy go out and, and interview the scientist? Oh, I think that was a good point, Josh. Um, well, and, and even if it is just one. Even if it was one scientist or it was one dietitian, or taking what they're saying and, and being able to compress it in a way that is both entertaining for the reader and uh, scientifically accurate, I, th that's just—it's a huge challenge. And then we just we just assume, like, look, almost every paper has readership, and because you know, we're on a pay-per-click or, or we're selling ads. Those, the people running the paper have a business to run and that business is going to be focused around advertising. If you know that your advertising is, you know, coming from pharmaceutical companies, well, if the dietitian that you were just talking about was saying, you know, Xanax is bad, well, can you write that? Should you write that? Well, that's their opinion. Well, yeah, but that's, this, that's what we're doing here, right? Like we're, we're, we're getting doctors' opinions on statistics. I mean, there's a huge rabbit hole of stuff that we're talking about. And this is the information that we live off of. Well, the Washington Post wrote this. Well, yeah. Boy. Or even now for kids. I saw this on YouTube or I saw that. I mean, it, it's such a good point because I'm the type of person that, that sees something new that excites me and I just go run with it, you know, but... I at least have gotten to the point where I, I, I fact, yeah, that makes a difference, um, where I fact check the information first because, you know, here, here's a great one on, on this, on this plant-based information I've been acquiring, right? Um, there was a couple documentaries, What the Health, uh, Game Changers, I think were two. And then, you know what I did after I watched them? I Googled, what's the opposing argument of What the Health? And then I saw, oh, guess what? There is, you know, there's some, look, these aren't facts. They over-exaggerated a couple things. So I think you hit, I hit a really key point here, which is the intent again. It goes down to intent. Are you doing it to sell magazines or are you doing it to help people, you know? And before we were talking about, we were talking about this off uh, podcast, the intent absolutely lends itself into whether you trust them or not. And a great way of understanding the intent, as you said, was are they open or are they bringing up themselves the challenges to the argument that they're making? All right, so what, what you said there, just to clarify, is 
if you're reading something and you and you want to know how well the information is, I think getting closer helps talking too. So like I'm I'm about to lick the microphone. <laughs> you know, I, I thought we were getting better. I at thought those. we were getting better too. Who <laughs> 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 knows? I I apologize if you're listening to this. Free hugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, shit, where was I going? We were talking about intent. Yeah, if it, or, or when it doesn't bring up the opposing argument. So if you're reading information, there's always there's always an opposing argument. You know, there, there's almost virtually nothing in this world is just completely one-sided, you know, where you can't argue it the other way. So if you're taking someone's information, are they making you aware of that? If, if I'm reading something and this guy says, man, I really believe in this, but... You know, to put it out there, you know, there's people that think this. And there's good reasoning for thinking this, but I think I'm more right because of this in comparison to that thought. But at least you're making people aware you're not trying to skew their minds in just one direction. I think that's a very good indicator regarding the information. And let's let's start really diving into it. Let's say you're searching on the Internet. You're researching a topic. You hear something that we're talking about maybe. Maybe people didn't listen to it and say, hey, man, that was a cool thing to think about. I want to... I want to I want to learn about congruence, right? I'm going to go onto the internet and start searching congruence. Well, how do I tell if this information is is correct? I was waiting for you now. Oh, you think that might do something? I want to see if the doors being open changes the acoustics in the room that we're in. We're we're also doing this in a different different room, different area. Different room. Um, so, the the intention, um, bringing up the opposing. Argument, I think, are two good parameters that you can actually put in place to help analyze the information that you're you're acquiring of the quality of the content. The quality of the content is in relation to the person that is reading it, and not only is it the like, do I judge it, but I judge it through the lens of what I want to hear as well. That's a weird one. That's weird because I was just thinking about, let's say you're a racist and you want to learn about Nazis. Well, you don't really want to hear about the opposing argument, right? That's right. So that, that, uh, that's funny that you brought that up just as I was, I don't know why I picked Nazis. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> that was terrible, but funny. Yes. Most of my oh. jokes, yeah. Yes. Um, so, what are, what are we calling that? Like, why you want to acquire the information? Well, maybe bringing awareness to the fact that your mind creates a filter in which it wants to hear things. Now, the challenge, and I, I, I do this specifically, personally, I try to be as open-minded as possible to what people are teaching. Or, what, and I say teaching, like... Uh, I'm talking to somebody, but if I'm reading somebody or reading somebody's work, that's also teaching. That's also, you know, taking in information, I guess. So keeping the act of keeping an open mind while doing that uh, is a skill that I think needs to be habitualized in most people. That's number three is, is how open-minded are you and how, how are you filtering the content um, so that you're seeing it, are you seeing it in the way that you already judged and predispositioned yourself to want to see it? And are you hearing what you want to hear from it? Or are you actually 
reading it for what it is and then interpreting it. So I think that's three good ones now. Intent behind it is bring up the opposing argument and being aware of your state of mind in how... How you're listening to it. How you're listening how, yeah, to it. How yeah, you're, how you're taking it in. Yeah, how you're taking it in. I think those are three good parameters so far of if, if you're going to research something, keep these types of things in mind um, so that you do... Remember, that it's, it's a huge difference between acquiring information and then but and then taking a bunch of action and then realizing that you didn't have the best information you all that time is wasted so imagine if you got really good at finding the best information so you're basing these decisions and your actions um yeah it does make a difference i'm looking at our it definitely makes a difference when you're doing it but if you look at my mic when i'm talking yours is basically it's at nothing but when you're talking, my mic is going up, and I don't <laughs> understand that. By the way, I feel awful for our listeners. Right yeah, now. I mean, this, as our as our listening ship is growing. Hate, you know, shut up for a minute. I want to see this. But you're right. Look at look at look at look at it go. You hear me? You hear me? You hear me? All right, let's get back. We'll have to figure this out after. Right. We're ruining this podcast, yeah. Josh. This is a good one too. Yeah. I hope you're still with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, our listenership is growing, and we appreciate each and every one of you. I apologize about our technical difficulties, and we will continue bringing you thoughts. So, going back, um, what else is there when it comes to to finding information? What what other parameters can you what what kind of you know checklist almost can you build to determine how to find? The best information regarding what topics interest you, what you're passionate about. I want to go well, learn to do this. I, I right? think, yeah, I think another one may be uh, people that listening to recommendations from people whose uh, moral compass, whose um, it doesn't need to be a general thought. That could be very different, but people that you you trust to be open minded. So. Know, if I know Jared is, is open-minded and he, he'll take in a lot of information, he suggests something, well, then I should take that in consideration more highly than some random person on the street that I saw at a... So the source. Yes, the, certainly the source. The credibility and, and, of the source. Well, and, but I'm taking that almost a step for, further. So the source, certainly, based on the elements that we kind of just outlined, but the recommendations of new sources coming from people that you trust. And that's the speed of trust, right? If I trust you and I trust what you're saying to me, I don't need to go vet it myself because I trust that you have done it. Speed of trust. What a great book. Yeah. So thinking about how to get uh, new information is, you know, do I trust the person who is the, the, who's giving me this? So if I... You know, if it's a random person on Facebook that I haven't talked to in, in 15 years and they post some, like, clickbait, do I really, am I putting a lot of weight in that? You know, if my... And I think that's what's happening in today's world, and that's why we're, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, maybe this topic's kind of boring. But then I'm like, it's so important. Imagine if the, the, our youth, our entire youth population wants to learn about, um, let's go back to health. And then they 
they YouTube it and they listen to the first YouTuber that they that they see on there, and then they base the rest of their life off of thinking that that's the only way to look at it. Because you know, like, are we teaching these kids and and adults? But I think more importantly, it's it's the youth that are, are encountering this. These, I mean, what did they say? Uh, Fifty years ago, you used to encounter forty or fifty newspapers of information per day. Now it's like. 10,000 newspapers. I mean, it's insane. So how do you sort through this shit? Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've outlined some good ways of doing it. The, I, I guess, like, philosophically, understanding that there may not be an absolute right. There certainly isn't always going to be what you want to be right. And constantly going through that in your mind is probably the most important thing as you become the ultimate filter, because that's what you are. Like, the information that you take in, you filter, and you filter through your own narrative, and then you decide to be, well, hey, Jared, check this out, right? Are you going to help propagate that? Or are you going to say, well, this is, this is not good? And to be very clear that when you do give information, that you have vetted it, you've done a good job, and, and being a trustworthy source yourself, as opposed to, well, you know, I hate Joe Biden, therefore this clickbait item I'm going to share, even though I didn't even read the article. That, that, that's a good point because, again, I'm, I'm the type of person that sees something, I get excited, and I can go run with it. And how much bad information, not intentionally, so I never had bad intent, you know, but how many things I, I got excited about. Um, my sister would be the best example of this because I used to come out there you know, every every time with this new idea that I'm all fired up and I'm telling them what they should do and you guys should get into this and all that. But half the time, you know, six months later, I, I learned something new. I'm like, shit, that, you know, that really wasn't that good of information because I didn't vet it well. I didn't go find. I think, you know, again, just to go anything you really like, just Google the opposite of it and see what comes up. Yeah. You know, that, that, that documentary, What the Health. I mean, I was just fired up about this. I mean, it was... And then I, I and there was there was really well put together um, analysis of this because it was you know a big uh, documentary that came out talking about this, but where they were short on facts, where the science wasn't behind it, where it was kind of manipulated to fit their points a little better. They you know they and the fact that these guys didn't bring up the opposing argument. You know, like it was one sided the way they presented it. Yeah. I, there is that documentary in specific has a lot of challenges with it. I've, I haven't done enough research that I can uh, speak upon them. However, I have heard multiple people bring up different things. And of course, it goes against what they believe or what they want. So they're going to nitpick stuff. And, and maybe there's validation to that. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, but like you said, if somebody's willing to bring up the opposite, right? And, and is willing to discuss that. For me, that that adds a lot. That, of that adds a lot of credibility. And you know, and and on these analyses or these reports that I, I read on this, it was actually they were very fair. Um, most of the ones I looked at said, uh, "Here's what's accurate. Here's what's not accurate. And here's what's kind of in the middle." They broke it down into like three sections. And after reading that. You know, it shifted me back from this extreme side of the spectrum, kind of back to the middle on, you know what, I do want to go more plant-based. 
I do want to incorporate this, that the inflammation that my body takes from these processed foods and these meats and, and these dairies and these things is, is unquestionably there. And there's no doubt. But that doesn't mean that dude, I can't eat a steak once in a while or there's not benefits to eating a, 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 a meat meal, you know? Yeah, that's the, if we're talking about health, that's the, the trick. Um, and I don't want to get stuck into one yeah, dimension of this argument. Again, the most important thing is become your own filter. Do not just take things because somebody's wearing a white coat. That doesn't mean that they know what the fuck they're talking about on this particular subject, right? Like half the people in white coats that you see on TV or on YouTube are that wearing a modern white coat. They're medicine, actors. Modern <laughs> medical schools don't teach diet yet in yeah, diet. medicine. I yeah. mean, it's it's in, it's in, no, they will, I'm sure, in another 10, 20 years because they're going to see how big of a factor this is. What, you is. think nutrition is a new thing? That's not, no, I, I disagree with that. Incorporating it into the medical schools. That's, I, yeah, I, I disagree that that'll happen. They've known nutrition has been important for, for decades upon, de- for, forever. Yeah, actually, that's just so interesting. Though. Now, think about that. Now, this is a grand scale we're talking about here. This is interesting, is that we rely on our doctors, right, to give us... To be that open-minded source, right? To be that uh, validated factual. What you're giving me is is the best information. And then, now to think about where they're getting their information from, they're not even factoring in one of the most important aspects of health. They don't teach how your diet affects you in medical school. Or breathing. I mean, we've we've done a whole podcast on breathing. But look, these are the things that you do every single day. You breathe literally every second you know you're either inhaling or exhaling every portion of your life essentially you know you are eating three times a day four times a day twice a day whatever it happens to be for you you're sleeping all of these things you never that's stress none of these things people are really talking about and it's it's unbelievable because that's our medical professional world that's supposed to be out there taking care of people and where their knowledge. And again, if you don't know about it or you don't, you know, just a quick one, but it, it was a, such an eye opener for me. I went and got, I was having stomach issues. I got a colonoscopy and an endoscopy done. So they basically plugged me both ways. Up the butt. Up the butt, yes. And then they shot some stuff up there and I, whatever, we won't get into that side. I, I don't want to know what you did last <laughs> night. But, um, you know what the, the result of all that was? What they told me? They said it's irritated. And I, was, I, I, I almost, my jaw dropped. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> Holy crap, it's irritated? Yeah, no, I, I already you, knew that. <laughs> I spent $10,000 to tell me it's freaking irritated. But for me, it was the game changer of I have to take responsibility That's for right. my own health. I have to start acquiring my own information and sorting through what's good and what's not. And this was really the beginning of how to find good information. Um, and I've read so many things uh, when it comes to the stomach, from the you know, apple cider uh, vinegar to the uh, drinking uh, um, 40. For, for, <laughs> grab a 40 rip off the skirt. <laughs> Guzzle it. I wish that wouldn't happen. All right, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> no. You didn't notice. No, he's not. I got a microphone, but I'm not a rapper. Um, but it was, and then that was really the start of my journey of of acquiring good information and wanting to validate sources and, and wanting and you know start putting together these these this tick list of 
when I hear this stuff, how do I figure out its credibility? So ultimately what you're saying is take responsibility for the information that you are going to put inside your head. The information that you put inside your head is going to change the direction of your life. Let me say that again. The information that you put in your head will change the direction of your life. That's a big deal. It all starts with awareness, which is information. And if you don't have good information or information that you know, helps you develop the narrative that you want or gives you the plausibility of doing whatever it is that you want, you're going to be fucked. Fricked. Fricked. You're going to be fricked. You think about that on, on a large scale of look at what, how large of uh, populations or groups or cultures were raised with, you know, if you look at racial issues or, you know, certain ways of thinking, it, it was because they were only exposed to one way of thinking. Nobody even made them aware that there was another way of thought behind it. And to have these, to have a, a system, you know, a process to filter this, in particular today's world, because we're getting 10,000 newspapers shoved in our heads a day. How do we know what's right? How do we know which YouTuber is actually? Yeah, everything's muddied. The, the waters are muddied in every direction with all this information. And that, that's, a, that's a technique that attorneys use, right? Like, well, this might be uh, true, but if we can throw it in with, it, you know, a drop of blood in uh, an eight-ounce glass is going to create it red, but a drop of blood in a pool, you won't see. And, like, that's basically what's happening is there's so much information out there that the truth is getting lost. And there's nothing wrong with, let's say, taking that information, realizing that it's one-sided, it's biased, it's, it's not viewing the whole perspective, but if it's entertaining to you, you enjoy it, there's... There's nothing necessarily wrong with it, um, but to base your life around something that doesn't incorporate the entire picture, or at least to know the entire picture, and make a decision that I believe this. But how can you just believe something if you know without seeing the other opposing argument? I, it's just not a good way to do things. All right. So can you to wrap this up? Can you give me those points again? Uh, I'll try. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, you needed to intent, intent behind the information. Um, did they bring up the opposing argument, the quality of your source, uh, or the, the open-mindedness and the credibility, the trust, right? The trust of your source. Um, and then really take responsibility to be, to, to look for yourself, I think that's it. So why don't we wrap up our, our final thoughts here, Ru? Yeah, my final thoughts are uh, I really, th this is one of the biggest topics that just does not get talked about. And hopefully we get uh, some people that are talking about this. The information that you put in your head can change your life. And if you're letting information from all different angles with people who have ill intent, uh, you're going to have some, some challenges. I, I love that the information in your head will, will change your life. So everybody, not everybody, for the most part, most people want to change. Realizing that the information you're putting into your head is a key component um, to that change and that you are responsible for being the filter. And do you ha use a process, a framework, 
to filter through that information so you know, regardless of what you decide to do with it, you don't have to agree with everything. But if you are not aware of everything, you can't do the best analysis possible. So be responsible for your knowledge. Be responsible for making sure that you're acquiring it and find good tools on how to validate the credibility of the information. Hammond Rose, Hammond Rose, Hammond Rose.